Were you an athlete, school teacher, or maybe worked in a corporate world? Our careers, they tend to be the way that we identify ourselves. Now, what happens when that identity is taken from you? We found ours in real estate. Now, let us help you find yours on a free agent real estate investing podcast. Starting now. who can help them accomplish what they want. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, oh man. You can't hear us. What's going on? Anybody else can't hear us? Let me know. Can Let's you hear go, me? Go ahead and drop a drop a fire if you can hear us. <laughs> Kalani says you can hear now. Hear okay. Okay, so maybe it's something on YouTube or I don't I don't know. All right, sweet. So Welcome to the Free Agent Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Stratton Brown. I'm your other host, Michael Butler. Thank you. I'm glad you guys can hear us now. <laughs> and today we are talking about how to find a mentor. Hell yes. yeah. Whoever the flames is. Fucks with it. Go ahead and uh, give, uh, uh, StreamYard, give StreamYard permission so they can so they can share your name with us. Yeah, so we can see who you are. But um, what I want to talk about. So we got that. You got anything special going on, bro? Any hiccups, life things you go um, through? Something you learned this week, man. I'm constantly learning. I think I'm constantly learning. The biggest lessons came last week, like what we talked about on uh, the last episode, and and so just continuing to, to strive forward. And I think things are things are starting to go a little bit better in the sense that we're starting to catch a little, little more traction, marketing wise and stuff like that. So, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to get my team on board and my team uh, moving in the right direction. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So to we'll start out with finding the mentor, bro. Well, and I made a post today about not negotiating with your inner bitch. I think that's a very valuable lesson. That is a constant battle. Yeah, I don't think you should. Um, it never goes away. Well, let's identify who. Let's identify who who the uh, who the uh, inner bitch is, though. Wow. So, like, let's give an example. So, like, when your alarm clock goes off at say, well, yours go off earlier than mine, but uh, when my alarm clock say go off at six o'clock, and you reach over to push snooze. And the one is just like, man, I should probably get up right now. Like, that's the one who wants you to be productive, you know, uh, you know, make sure that you're you're um, productive in society, you know, all those things. But then there's that there's there's that inner bitch that comes in and just like, you know, you you did go to sleep kind of late. You know, your eyes do look a little heavy and I know you can use 30 more minutes of sleep. Yeah, that one. That's the inner bitch. Not the one that tells you that you can actually be productive if you get up with that alarm. It's the one that actually tells you to go back to sleep. Dude, and one thing I'm playing with lately is I'm trying to find the best time to fall asleep and the best time to wake up. So, like, I'm fucking varying with it to see what I want. Because mm -hmm. I think you can fall into the trap of, oh, all entrepreneurs wake up early, all entrepreneurs wake 12 hours a day. 
Only thing that, well, like 24 hours a day, right? The only thing that matters is fucking what got done during that day and mm-hmm. like finding out when you're the most productive. And one thing I found, right, waking up like 4 a.m., going to bed at fucking 10, I would crash at like 2. Yeah. Like I'd crash hard at 2. I'd have to drink like three energy drinks and I'd go back into it. And now I'm like, okay, so if I go to bed that late, can I just, and I just want to wake up later, right? To where I can just get my full sleep cycle. I don't care what time I woke up. Yeah. Right. I'm still going. I don't talk to anybody until 1030 in the morning anyways. <laughs> right. And so if I can just move my schedule out and yeah. then I just work later into the day. Well, I'm just playing with that just to see. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do a bunch of shit I hate all the time. Right. Yeah. I got into this to do fun things and everything that I hate, I delegate. Like I'll do it for a while, then I'll mm-hmm. delegate, do it for a while, then delegate. But I'm trying to create a life that I want to live. I would say um, I think the mis- the misconception I think of waking up early, right, is when you when you think about and we're talking about just from being an entrepreneur or just a business owner, right? Um, when 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 I was working or just being a teacher and stuff like that, um, waking up early wasn't just something that you chose to do. You know, I mean, it was something I had the time that I had to be in my class, the time that students expected me to be there, or time I needed to prep uh, for my students. And so that's what made getting up like you're just like, man, I'm tired of having to get up and go to work. Right. That ends up being one of those things. I hate having to get up early and, you know, stuff like that. I just want to, you know, do, do work on my own time. And then you start doing this. And I think it's, it's pretty funny because with my three kids, my wife and stuff like that, and with me coaching football right now, my evenings are kind of just shot. You know, what I mean, you talk about football from from three o'clock to seven. You know, what I mean, and so from that point on, I'm not doing any work in that evening. Right. So anything I need to get done needs to take place between, you know, when I wake up and two thirty. Yep. And so you put those things in. I like to pick up my kids. I like to do all this other stuff. So that's when you start saying, you know, what, I'm just going to start waking up early, you know, and building, I, it, and building it that way. You know what building I mean? And it it's because I'm choosing that yep. like because I love what I do. And so instead of waking up, you know, at six o'clock. Maybe I will wake up at four, but I'm choosing to wake up at four because what I do, I love to do it. And it's that important to me. So I'm OK with waking up early to knock that out. And then I essentially get all day with my family. Oh, yeah. So to someone else looking in, they may be like, well, damn, what do you really do? You know what I mean? But I, you know, I'm knocking out a lot of stuff. But, you know, you get into the little details of what it is that you're in charge of. If you're an acquisitions manager like myself, like obviously there's certain times that I do got to work. And that's yeah, like be because that's when people are day. awake. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> well, I mean, and then structuring your day the right way. Right. And I, so you were the person who was like, hey, man, I drop off my kids because no one who looks like me and is my age drops off their kids to school anyways. Yep. And then I was reading an article and Bill Gates dropped off his kids every day at school. I was like, bro, if Bill Gates can do it, like, what's your bitch ass doing? Like, fucking drop off the, <laughs> drop off the butt at school. <clears throat> right, and so that, but again, like, I build that into my day. And then, I don't know, the 4 a.m. thing is really if I need to get a ton done. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the administrative time. Yes. Like, just straight up fucking, admin, like, work. Yep. Because, like, you have, like, sales work and then you have actual work. And my sure. personal opinion, like, we got to build out this, we got to build out that. Or maybe I need to go walk for two hours and fucking hash out something upstairs mm-hmm. to get that process built. And I'm like, okay, now we're good to go. And you don't want that to take away from your your money your money activities, your 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 income driving or income money making activities that you can do from the time of eight to you know six, yep. whatever that may be. You know, you don't. So you do got to do administrative stuff early. 
Yeah, and one thing, don't run away from the work, you guys who are early on, like building lists in the middle of the day, don't do that shit, right? Yeah. The middle of the day is meant for phone calls. Yep. It is meant for like the prospecting. reason- Prospecting. The reason I wake up early is so I can knock out that shit, like get all of whatever administrative stuff that I haven't delegated or I don't want to delegate yet, get all of it done. And then later on in the day, as soon as like really 8 a.m. hits, bro, like that, you should be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Talking to people, talking to people, talking to people, talking to people. Yeah. And then, okay, now we're at a certain point where we don't feel like we can talk to people anymore. Mm-hmm. And the numbers go down. Then we can start working again on that other stuff. But I see a lot of people running away from the work. And it's like, oh, I'm going to do my LLC today. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do that. Again, the only thing that matters is fucking talking to people. During those times, during, during business hours. During business during hours. During business hours, you need to be talking to people. People. people you need to be doing money generating activities and that's something i still struggle with man i wake up and um sometimes i'm sorting through leads and, and just catching up on notes and stuff like that ideal or you know realistically those could be things that i do do at night i'm just a person that like when i see something i got to do it at that point in time yep. so if i'm doing it at night you know usually i want to call you know so it just you know you find little habits or little systems that work for you but yeah, the inefficiencies of that shit. And then, so I do like waking up at 4 a.m. because I feel like I crush my days. Yeah. I fucking destroy them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, because I will get everything done that I need to before the sun is up. Right. Because you have no kids. Like, you have nobody trying to talk to you. Even though mm-hmm. I say I don't take meetings until after 10 30, you still, your phone starts blowing up at like fucking 7 a.m. Hey, dude. And I try not to check my email until even eight. And then I get a text from Chase like, hey, bro, you see this? You see this? Because like, <laughs> at that point, bro, it's, it's just, you're in a straight problem solving mode and you got to make sure mentally that you're prepared for that. And it, it's funny that we even that you even say that because I recently had been um, just listening to music like on my on my ride and stuff like that. And I ain't listened to music in a while, but um, I was listening to music and I noticed that my days started kind of. I don't know. I just didn't feel all there. And I had to ask myself, like, what's changed from what I typically do? And the first thing, typically, when I'm in a car, I'll listen to music when I take my kids to school, just because, you know, they're not they're not where I'm at in the sense of, like, I want to make sure that their mood and their spirit is right from when we're in the car to when I drop them off. OK, because who knows what doesn't happen when we get ready for school? Because my daughter, she she'll ask a million questions and we got five minutes to walk out the door. You know what I mean? And so I seen something that my buddy had posted about um, your kids and um, why do you think sometimes when your kids go to school, they're in a bad mood or whatever it may be. And he, he mentioned that it started at home and there was and, and it kind of like I'm the number one person. Like, like, I just don't like the kids being late to school. And so a lot of that turns into especially if like if I wake up late, they're going to wake up late. Yeah. And so from that point now, we're just in a rush the whole time. We're getting ready in the morning. And you think about it like you're like, let's go. Hey, stop talking. Put the lotion on. Hey, go brush your teeth. Let's go. My son, can I pack a lunch, bro? Like it's way too late to try to pack a lunch. You got you got to remind me at night, you know. And so then I catch I catch all of that happening. And then sometimes I'll when I'm driving to take them to school, I'm looking through the rearview mirror. And like my son's kind of just like sitting there and he's just kind of like, and I'm just like, bro, like, bro, what's up with your mood, bro? Like, like, I'm like, smile. All that you know what I mean, and he told me he was just like, um, well, how can you, how can, how can you be so happy? He was like, um, he was like, how am I supposed to be happy? He was like, and you, and you were just upset with me. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck. 
You know what I mean? And it, it just I just happened to see Rob Golden is who posted it on his uh, Twitter. And, um, you know, he has his own uh, school, he opened up his own school, you know, uh, about a month ago. And so um, he said that and it hit me pretty hard because I was just like, man, like that. That's true. Like I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in my morning routine and, and listening to podcasts and stuff like that to make sure that my mind, my mind is right. So I'm able to put out fires and, you know, just have a positive outlook on these things going into them. And when you think about your kids, you don't, you know, I didn't realize that, that I'm not, I'm not helping them create a good morning routine starting at home, you know? So that's something I think that's, I'm working on. That's something I got to get better at being more patient. Yeah. You know, because you don't ever want to send your kids to school being flustered if they're supposed to go, you know, grow when they get there, you know? So when we get, well, we got to set the tone. Yeah. Like we got to set the tone for the family, right? Yeah. So like if we're waking up and Kalani helps, like sometimes I will not want to wake up and she plays fucking Spanish pop for me. So like, hey, yeah, like playing in my head, like it's it's time to go. Mm-hmm. It's time to go, right? But then if like that and the energy thing is real, right? Like they can feel your mood, they can feel all of it. Mm-hmm. And if we send them out into the world like that, and then like again, like it's feelings repetitively create a personality. Yes. Right. And so like, that's why you don't want to always be that way because then you're going to make your kid always feel like that. They're going to be so anxious. They're going to yeah. be so crunched up to where we can bring that positive energy. And that again, is us setting the tone in the morning. Then by the, t- we've already gotten all of our shit done. Like we come to them like, Hey, mm-hmm. let's go. Like ev- everything's pleasant. Cause we're already on top of our shit. Yeah. Right. And then we can set the tone for the whole day for them. Yeah. So, so the kids got to be school at eight, right? <clears throat> so yesterday, <laughs> I'm so used to not setting alarms, bro, because when I was waking up early, I knew I'd wake up before the alarm went off, went off to get the kids to school. Mm-hmm. Recently, I guess, we, you know, kind of been staying up a little bit later. So I've been sleeping in a little bit later. Right. And so I had woke up and it was like 730. And like in my mind, I'm like, bro, we got 15 minutes to get out the door. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, hey, you, to me, it's a challenge. So it's like, fuck it, yeah, let's go. Hey, Tyson, get up, brush your teeth, London, brush your teeth. You know what I mean? And so um, my first thought was that whole post that that freaking Rob had. And I had told myself I had to think about it. And I was just like, what's the worst thing that happens with these kids being late to school? You know, they got to go to the office. They got to get a tardy pass. But. Right. But that's something like you can like, set the tone for that. Like, I don't give a fuck if you got a tardy pass. You're going to go ready. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. so from that moment when I had thought about that. I was like, man, I'm not even going to rush. When we get there, we get there. Because at the end of the day, like, yes, it's school. But you know what? Like, it's it's just school. Like, my kid's mindset, getting to school is more important to me than getting them there on time. We'll be late every fucking day. <laughs> if we, you know what I mean? But, again, obviously, you want to wake up earlier so we can get those things done in a timely fashion. But I'm not going to rush my kids because I woke up late. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they couldn't control that. No. You know what I mean? So I woke up late. Now I'm going to rush them. No, so I so yesterday I was just like, you know, we'll get there when we get there, and that's kind of that's what happened, right? And it's it goes into that like extreme ownership mentality too. At the same time, right? yeah, like this is all my fault. Yep. Do you? I try and play um, different podcasts for my son, right? Just so he can. I want him thinking about the shit that like my podcasts are talking about. And a lot of it's like self development stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll play music sometimes, right? Like he gets music all the time. Like we'll listen to music during the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, like at least when it's and I got this from Steve Trang. Where he's like, bro, we, I listen to Darren Daly with my kid, Darren Hardy. Mm-hmm. He listens to Darren Daly every day, taking his daughters to school, right? And because I remember 
in college, we went out to the beach and this kid was freaking out because this guy was playing cussing music around his kids. Mm -hmm. And I for sure played tons of different music around my kids and people could say shit like, you know, my son's read more books than you have like ever. Yeah. Because he's with me all the time. Right. We're. And he gets all sorts of different things. And if I can points get him point of views, different points of view. And if, if I can get him to think like I do now as a fucking 12 year old, you imagine can, like, can you imagine yeah. that? Like he's going to do better in every single thing he approaches. Like, so that's like think and grow rich, Bob Proctor, mm-hmm. like all Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. all that good shit. And obviously we f- fucking throw in all sorts of crazy music and all the time. And I'm not, I don't filter myself at all unless it's like sexually vulgar around my kid mm-hmm. because like, bro, you're gonna get into the real world, and, and people you, are gonna you experience say, all. You're that. gonna experience all of it, anyways. Yeah, on your own. Don't my experiences won't be yours. Yeah. Right? It, it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter, bro. Like, That's you, all preference. Yeah. Like you're all here, but as far as like the music, I want to do it, but I want to get at least if I had this shit, bro, when I was a kid, I would have not have had like the massive downs that I did. Mm-hmm. Right? If you could just like think a slightly differently, yeah. approach things a little bit better. Yeah. I'd perform significantly better in sports. In school, all that. Well, well then I have a like kind of like a request, I guess, to anybody listening and watching anybody if you're on here live. Um, a few weeks ago, I was actually thinking about um, affirmations. You hear a lot about affirmations. People do affirmations with their kids, stuff like that. And, and, and something that kind of jumped out to me that I was just like, well, why wouldn't we want to do affirmations in the car on the way to school? And Hell so yeah. whether that be so then on Pandora, I'm like typing in aff- affirmations or just anything. Some, so I guess what I'm looking for, if you've done it before, um, any type of maybe audio or something that you that you feel would be appropriate, I guess, for kids, I guess, in the morning. Right. We're driving to school. Have you anyone out there? Have you listened to something that's just like, you know, what? every morning my kids, we listen to this in the car um, and just something just to get a more more about self. Yep. You know, I think that's going to be the biggest thing with our kids um, and something that they're huge on right now. Right. They talk a lot about mental, uh, mental, mental um, awareness and just 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 self-awareness in, in itself, because it all starts with their growth is going to start with how they feel about themselves. Exactly. And so I was I had been looking for something that I can turn on in the morning that they, they don't have to repeat it. You know, I'm not looking for us to be riding, doing a sing along down, the, you know, down the street screaming out these affirmations but the biggest thing is i want them to just start listening to it and i want it to be a habit that you know almost like programming them yeah i want to program them with positive affirmations you are programming these I motherfuckers am. though i am <laughs> but i you know what i mean but to, to just some things that they we just probably won't be good at in a sense of uh, we have flaws too you know and so to know that they'll get us a consistent dose of this positive affirmation every morning whether i feel like i'm there to be able to do it or not, I can just push play and spew it into them. You know what I mean? So if you have something like that or something that you suggest, typically when you're in the car with your kids, um, I'd love to be able, uh, I'd love for you guys to just to share with us, um, yep. post it in our, our um, free agent real estate, free agent REI uh, Facebook group. You can send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, doesn't matter what it is. I, I'd love to be able to take a look at some of that stuff. What? Um Thanks, Mark. Mark says, Mr. Brown, this conversation is most appropriate, especially for your generation. Proud of this. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. So I, I've been giving Zeno affirmations every day since he was born. Like ever since, um, at a point in time, Zeno lived in my closet. Okay. Like his crib was in my closet and he slept in there and everything else just so we'd, our house was so loud and I'd put him in there so it'd be quiet. But every night it's, my name is Zeno Brown and I'm the greatest ever. 
My name is Eno Brown and I can do anything. My name is Eno Brown and I'm unstoppable. My name is Eno Brown, I'm the smartest little boy ever. What is it? My name is Eno Brown and I stand up for myself. My name is Eno Brown and I'm a champion. My name is Eno Brown and I'm a leader. And my name is Eno Brown and I'll outwork everybody. Okay. Every night. And that's something that you that you just came out with? You yeah, like and I, I just well, I was like thinking and I was thinking about what I needed as a child. Yeah. Like what I needed as a child and how it could help me process it, right? And then I got this from Ed Milet at the Lions Not Sheep conference. He's like, after you do that, enforce it with something of why they are all those things. Okay. Right. So and then then it's like they can internalize it all. And he was like, so he's like, tell them they're that because they're so kind, because they have such a big heart. Mm-hmm. Because they're so loving, because they're so energetic, right? Be- because of all of these just traits that they have. That's what makes you this. That's what makes you all of these things. Okay. Right. And that and that way it just doubles down on it. And it's not just words. And like you can really throw down on it, man. That is something that I think has helped him out a lot. Great. Man. Like I said, I'm I'm constantly looking for something to be more positive. Uh and just talk about feelings, bro. Like yeah. <laughs> it's funny because we don't had a lot of stuff kind of going on with that. I think just coaching and stuff like that. We're talking about feelings, but um, I will say that's something that this generation is is kind of better at in a sense of expressing itself, especially as men, as boys, um, getting better at at being able to be feel comfortable saying how you feel. Um, Mark, here we go. My affirmation is I am fearfully and wonderful, wonderfully made to pursue the prosperous path before me, engaging all difficulties with ease. I like that one. It's intense. Engaging all difficulties with ease. Like that's a powerful statement. I actually really enjoy that one. That's, that's. Right, well, like Raphael Vargas, like you always see him like post light work, light work, Mm -hmm. light work. But if you keep telling yourself that shit, bro. It's light work. It's like work. Even if it's good, yeah, 100%. It's, It's all just like, it's all just fucking telling yourself these things over and over again. Right, like how I talked about earlier, to where your personality is just your feelings repetitively. Mm-hmm. Right, that's all it is, and that comes from like Dr. Joe Dispersa. To where, bro, if I just keep telling myself everything's easy, mm-hmm. you approach it that way. Oh no, we're fine. Like the one thing I got, it's it's growing pains, mm-hmm. and all of the hiccups you're gonna run through in business. Like we've never done this before. It's okay. It's growing pains. Just don't do that shit again. It's light work. It's it's light work. <laughs> it's light, light work. work. Growing pains. Like we're fine. Yeah. We're right, but then it's. You feel so much better, right? You're so much more relaxed instead of freaking out about every single thing that's going on. Hey, bro, it's growing pains. You're fine. Keep on pushing. And then that way you can pass that on to everyone mm-hmm. who you're with, whether it's in your company, whether it's in your family, it makes them feel better too, right? And then you can bring everyone up with you. Well, I tell a lot of my players it's funny because uh still to this day I still wear um they have these long sleeve um it's like a blended, you know, the cotton polyester blend hoodies, uh-huh. long sleeve hoodies. Um, and so I wear those to practice every day. I wear a long sleeve to practice every day. A lot of people do, right? And the kids are always like, well, shoot, bro, it's like 106 out here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, shoot. I'm like, someone need to turn the heat on because it's kind of cold out here. And they're just like, coach, it's like it's 106. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I get that it, it, you can say that it's hot out here or you can say that it's cold out here. Like, which one would you prefer? Because you tell yourself it's hot out here. Like, we all know it's fucking hot. Oh, yeah. I said, now tell yourself that it's fucking cold out here and someone need to bring me a hoodie and, and, and tell me what that does for you when you get ready to go out to practice. So that's just always been my mindset. Whenever we walk outside and the sun just slaps me in my face, I'm like, damn, somebody turn the heat up. Dog. It's getting chilly out here. You know what I mean? And it just, again, engaging all difficulties with ease. You know, it's light work. You got the sun out here, bro. It's just as if the air is on out here. 
And have you heard the story about the homeless man who wrote a letter saying it's so cold in this train? It's so cold in this train. It's so cold in this train. Oh, I think I'm going to die. I'm freezing. I think I'm going to freeze to death. And then he dies, and it turns out it was only 65 degrees in there. Mm. Right? But he, again, he thought himself there. Yeah, he took himself, he took he himself, took himself there. Right? Yeah. He was sitting there thinking he was on his own, just writing his goodbye letter to where he framed the whole thing. That's wild. To where it wasn't even that bad. And it may have not <laughs> have been 65, but it wasn't bad enough to like take you out. Enough to take you out. You should have been able to survive it. Um. So back to topic when we talk about how to find mentors, and I think a lot of the stuff that we kind of was talking about, although it may feel like it was off topic, um, a lot of those things are essentially is what you're going to get out of a mentor, right? Telling <laughs> you to say things that, you know, what it's light work, um, scheduling out your day, finding ways to be a better husband, better, better boyfriend, better, you know, better father. Um, all these things when it talks about being, you know, you self-development, taking care of yourself. These are things that you're looking for in a mentor, in a mentor. You want someone that you're going to be able to align yourself with or someone that you foresee yourself wanting to grow into that type of person. I think that would be the first step is finding someone that you align with when it comes to goals and stuff like that, which we've spoke about plenty of times on this podcast. Um, so it's dope that we kind of just talked about it without really talking about it. Bro, right, and it, it you need to resonate like with what their lifestyle is, with what their business looks like, right? Because like, and I, we talk about this all the time. You got those fucking Instagram influencers who mm -hmm. live this crazy lifestyle. Like, hey man, like I'm not going out to the club and doing all this every night. Like, every dude, night, like yeah. I got a family, I, I got, got a kids, <laughs> I got a girlfriend. <laughs> like, I gotta do all this stuff. And so at a point, he may be a good mentor for you in certain things. And I'm not discrediting mm -hmm. that person at all. But you you would need to know that going you need into to it. Know what you're going yeah. to pull out of that person. Yeah. Because you're going to be around them and then you're going to like, oh, and you're going to start to mirror that mm -hmm. person. Right. And like what they're doing, their lifestyle and this and that. Mm -hmm. And if they're living a lifestyle that's not what you want your life to be, bro, it's just it's going to clash. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not going to make you feel good. And then mm -hmm. you're going to obviously ruin your other relationships. Like so you need to know what you want your life to look like. Yep. To where that. Yes. Like I would still party my absolute fucking ass off. <laughs> but I still have a family, right? And so yep. I don't go to the people who are going hard in Miami all the time. This is all they're doing. They're single. Like, bro, there's, yes, there's certain things they can offer me, but I know exactly what I'd need their help with. Yeah. 100%. But the people who I am, I would say, or like my mentors now, like they're, it's very aligned. Mm -hmm. Like they have family stuff. Yes, they still do party. Yes, we go hard. But it's all pretty much aligned and anyone else outside of that would be very, very specific knowledge that I need. And, and that's, and, and that's for me, that's something that would be important for me. It's almost a non-negotiable that the person has to be, have a family. You know what I mean? Like I, no offense. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of great mentors and coaches out there who don't have families. Um, I'm pretty sure if I didn't have a family, I mean, I'd be a whole lot further than what I am. Not saying that my family holds me back, but just saying that that's, what's important to me. So I'm always oh, going to yeah. choose it over over certain things, whereas I can be a very selfish person. Right, I'm not so if I didn't have if I didn't have a family, bro, I can give two shits about who likes me. You know what I mean? So like at that point, like it would need to be someone who who does understand when I make these decisions. This is what I got to think about first, or this is you know what you're doing it this way. I noticed that you know you got your three kids; they're all young. I did it this way when my kids were young and almost got divorced. So do not do it this way. And that shit that's matters, awesome, dude. Like you <laughs> Thank need you. that. Like yes. you need that. And 
I know a lot of the people who follow us, right, are like young kids who want to get into wholesaling. And like, that's cool. And I tell you, don't have a kid outside of wedlock. Like, don't, mm -hmm. like, just don't do it. Yep. Don't do it. Wear a condom, whatever. Like, and it's mm -hmm. great advice I'm giving you right now. <laughs> because the number one thing that's going to hold you back, unless you're a sociopath, is wanting to be with your family. Yeah. Right? Because like, I'm, well, I can't work this amount because I want, I know I need to be a good father and I need to be a good spouse. Yeah. Like, I need to be a good, right? Yep. To where if you're solo and you can just work, work, work. Well, it's a, you people without kids, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your time. Yeah. Fuck friends. <laughs> fuck friends bro i'm like i'm not even just trying to be an ass about it but like you know when we played football bro how much time did you get to spend with your friends are you with you with the boys you're all with time. Your, no 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 you're with your teammates all the time those become your boys because you're with them yeah. all the goddamn time oh yeah but outside of your teammates you don't really hang out with a lot of people no because know. not a lot of people have they they're getting an itinerary for the week on sundays you know what I mean? So they're not bound to these these timelines, these time slots of when to lift, when to, when we do got free time. How many of your friends got free time between 11 and freaking, you know, 1.30? You know, none of them. You know what I mean? Most of them are probably still asleep or whatever it may be. So, like, you're going to find time to spend with your teammates usually in your downtime playing NCAA, Call of Duty or something like that. So those really were my friends. So when you think about the grind that you're on in college, if you're playing a sport, Essentially, it's the same if you're a young buck getting into uh, real estate. You have your people. You're going to have your group of people in real estate who do exactly what the fuck you do, who are up and who are at it at the same time you are because you're on the same quote unquote itinerary. Yep. Right. Everyone else. Bro, I'll holler at you when I get there. You know what I mean? Holler at me after my four years, a four and a half, five years. Holler at me after that. Can you imagine if you actually had that type of focus for four and a half, five years? Right. Like what the type you're not missing out on shit. I promise you're not, you. You're not missing out on a day. That time is going to help you weed people out of your life that you really don't need there. Because I can promise you most of the people that I'm still friends with now that I'm done playing football yep. are is everyone who completely understood what my goals were at that time. Exactly. And if they didn't, they didn't agree with it or they didn't understand it, then like, why the hell would I want you around me anyway? And they don't they won't get the way you think. They won't get the way you spend. They won't get the way you act. They won't get any of it. Yep. Yesterday, I talked about, like, I try to only hang out with people who make as much money as me so I don't look like a fucking asshole with my spending habits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a flex, right? But, like, I don't, I'm not trying to flex. I know you're not, but that's what it, that's what it looks like when you, when you hang out with people like that. Right? But when you hang out with people like that, like, okay, yes, I'm going to pay for everybody because I want to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is what it is. But, like, I don't want to flex. Like, I just want to go out and be do whatever I've worked for to do at this point in time. Yeah. And not have it be a flex, not have the hiccups, and not have like, oh wow, that's a little, bit, that's a lot of money, blah blah. Bro, you guys, if you Stop stay with negative talk, if you stay focused for fucking four years, you're gonna change the trajectory of everything. You're gonna change the trajectory of your parents yep. and your grandkids. Like, if you can really get into this and like really, really, really start pushing and focusing. So okay, so let's let's talk about kind of like an avatar of a of a mentor. For someone just getting into real estate, right? I think that's a great spot to say because we do have a lot of people on our podcast who are young, who don't have families yet. And we talk about getting someone who aligns with either where you want to go or aligns with your life. Now, this isn't a freaking pitch for anything, but if you think about it, you're a single cat, you get a mentor that's a single cat that's out there, but he's already making money at this point, right? 
he's going to teach you all these things. He may be able to teach you some great things, right? He or she may be able to teach you some great things. But then maybe you do have a person over here who does have a family. They're going to be able to tell you exactly what's been able to help them with a family and be able to hold you accountable by not having a family. Because this is what I would love to do. This is what I'd be doing if I didn't have no family. Right. I'd be doing this. So the fact that you're, you know, 20 years old and you went out to the club three times this week, there's a fucking problem with that. You know what I mean? And I can tell you that because I can tell you that you're wasting your time because I don't have time to do that. And look where your business goes for us. So can you imagine if you stop going out to the club all the goddamn time and actually did what you were supposed to do? Right. Well, and there's nothing wrong with going out to the club, right? I think. I've made most of my money by drinking with people like at this, like at this <laughs> yeah, point, right? With the right people, with the right people, with the right people, with the right people to where if you, if your job is to go out and make connections, right. But like, you got to wake up at the same time. It doesn't matter. Like, again, it becomes a part of your lifestyle to where mm -hmm. you're just burning the candle at both ends for six years. Yeah. Like I knew I was getting old, bro. When, you know, I'm 31 guys, so I'm not that old, but <laughs> I knew I was getting older when we went out to a club uh, a few, a few months back. And the whole time we were there, bro, you know, they dancing, drinking, everybody feeling themselves. I'm starting, you know, you, you kind of start to get the idea of the people coming in and coming out. And I'm like, man, this shit's low-key too much. Everybody dancing. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was very, um, there was no, no, no substance to it. Yeah. It, it felt very just, it felt like a waste of time is what it felt like, to be honest with you. And so, like, then we went over to standard. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, we I would love the music, but I like the conversation part of being able to go out yeah. and have a good time. I no longer want to go out and have a good time by dancing and, uh, bro. Like, yeah, I'm a talker. Like, I want to go out with people that I love, people that I look up to, have a drink, have a good time, and talk. Talk about how your family's going. Talk about how your business is going. To me, that was a good time and it was productive. Right, and and I'm not really talking to anybody at this point. I am a complete asshole because I don't talk to anybody about other shit. Yeah. Like if I'm talking, generally, if someone's talking to me, they're talking to me like, hey, what, what do you got going on? Oh, I got, got this going on. Oh, what are you doing in your life? Well, I'm doing this, this and this. Well, have you thought about like doing this and this, man? Like, that'd help you out a lot, right? And you could like do more and more because like that's where my head goes. And yeah. if we aren't talking about that, then I really don't want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Like I with my parents, I'm talking to them about that stuff. Like I talk to them about what's going on in their lives. But at the same time, like I'm. Let's do more. What's next? What's next for you? Right. What's Mom, next? dad, you got this house. You got all this equity. What's next? What are you? What are you like? You, you've been working here forever. You know, you're in a good space. You're, you're really just I mean, what's next? How can I help you? Like, I think that's the difference in conversations now. Oh, yeah. It's more. It's not that I want to talk about the business side of it and everything, but it's just more like, how can I help you? What are you looking to do to grow? I want everyone to grow. And that's been super powerful. And um, in my circle of friends, because. I say within the last two, two to three years, um, none of us had a house. We all, but we all, you know, kept our heads down. We all worked hard, you know, great people, great family people. And bro, it took one person to start buying a house. And then all of a sudden now, I think uh, all of us have a house now. Hell yeah. Like that's fucking awesome, bro. Like we, we, we show up to each other's house like, all right, this time, bro, we at your house. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I'm a jokester. So every time I like, I walk up, I'm like, hey, bro, this your shit, you know? So um, it's, it's been fun, man. It, it, people around you, it can be so powerful, man, having the right people around you. But like, I think about like, what was I talking about before? Like what, I'm not going to sit there and talk to you about ass for fucking three hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like what, what else am I talking to you about? I'm like, okay, you work your nine to five, you work your job. You're telling me you want more. And then you want to talk to me about ass for three hours. Like, dude, like whatever's going on, like that's a lot of this shit's powerful. 
This yeah. thing up here is super powerful. Like whatever you focus on grows. And you're not about to sit here and complain to me for 20, 20 30 minutes. Like Dude, <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even entertain it. You know what I mean? Like that's what we're not gonna do, bro. I, I can't listen to complaints, you know, all day. You know, obviously, you know, I'm married, so my wife is gonna tell me how she's feeling and you know, she gonna, you know, she gonna she gonna have her moments where she gonna complain about things and um I try to just be without being an ass. It's okay. So now, what we gonna do? You know, because you always want to let someone, your partner, you know, talk about those things, but just knowing how to redirect them or refocus them is refocus them. Mm -hmm. All right, what do you got, Ching? Love the content. A lot of people don't understand. Sometimes we do things. Plant the seed as a young kid and pick up the fruits as an adult. This totally helps me. So I agree with both. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Great feedback on that. We focus on growth, so it's hard for others to understand where we come from. It really, you're gonna, we talk about this all the time, bro. You're gonna lose a lot of people. You're gonna lose a lot, yeah. You're gonna lose a lot of people. Yeah. And it's nothing personal. And like it, your vibrations change. Again, I'm super woo woo. Like your, <laughs> your vibrations change, man. You just, you're vibrating at a different level. It's just a completely different vibe level. What's another word for it? I mean, you're, it's you're vibe, just, bro, bro it's you're it's over here. Mm -hmm. And they're somewhere over here. Like you're pretty much on Earth. They're on Mars. Hey, bro, you hop on the ship or you hop off. You just you tell me what you want to do. But if we gonna hop on this ship, baby, we gonna we gonna sail it in every which direction. All right. So what else do we have? Make the life you want to create. Ooh. I'll go over like why why we pick and what what like how I I got a couple questions of so how are you deciding on what you want to buy mm -hmm. and like what type of stuff and so we have like certain rules. Of what we want to buy and then i was listening to a tim ferris podcast the other day and he had like he has like certain selling rules and i was like bro i've never thought about that like i've never been there selling rules tori's like okay we invested x amount i'm never ever going to sell unless x happens okay his company um companies stocks okay. crypto everything right like as you're investing more like you, you think he's like in 2008 he had a ton of money in Amazon and he sold it all because he panicked. Uh, and he was like, bro. It was, and he was like, there, it was a significant amount of money at that point in time uh, to where what it would be now would be even greater. And he's like, if I would have had rules in place of how I want to approach things and when I'm actually going to sell and why, and it has to meet these certain criterias, then it's a lot better. It's like, oh my God, You're right. Yeah. But he also went and had all those rules and all those criterias had he not sold Amazon. Fuck all that. Did, right? <laughs> Fuck right? all that. And now that's that's oh. that's the leader. That's the leader in us. Cause the 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 old you, yeah. Fuck, you know how much money that would have been? But the new you is, you know what? Had I not done that, I wouldn't have had these principles for all these other businesses on when to sell, when to do this, when to do that. And so you're gonna make a whole lot more money in the, in, in the long run. I don't know if you're gonna make way more money than you would have made if, <laughs> if you held on the Amazon, but you know, some things just ain't gonna fucking change. So you can continue to you know dwell on that, but it ain't gonna get you nowhere. I mean, so like for me, I I wanna sell our rentals. I wanna sell all of our rentals. I don't, like our, and all of our rentals, we have fucking three. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sell. I want to sell all of them, and I'm pretty sure me and Kyle are on the same page to where we could sell them, get a big chunk of money, and call it a day. And I'm not really worried because we can't, we won't capture the appreciation because two of them are notes, one of them's a house, mm -hmm. and we created the notes. And so, like with that, like we won't, 
we don't have any really upside besides just cash flow over time. Mm-hmm. And so we can just take that big lump sum and do whatever we want with it. Yeah. And I, my selling purpose is I feel like I can create a better return than what I have now. I agree. Right. Like to yeah. where we cash flow, like call it on one of them, it's like 250 on the other. And like that is nothing mm-hmm. compared to what you can do for it. Right. So compared to like what we can do with like all of that cash, like right yeah. now, and like go just go buy something bigger, honestly. Yeah. Or, and then the other one is like a $500 in cash flow, and the other one's cash flowing like $700. To where now I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit more experienced. This is the criteria I've set. And I've talked to like Zuber about it. I was like, bro, I just sold everything and I traded up. Mm-hmm. To where that's what I want to do. Yeah, and that, and I'm book. okay with it. You read his book. I've, I've read his book. Yeah. And then. What I'm looking at when we were like going to buy like real estate right now for the self storage facilities, me and Kalani want at least a thousand dollars a month in cash flow. Okay. And it has to be an, at least an eight percent cap rate. Okay. Right. And then it has to be value add. Like we have a certain criteria that we want. It has we only wanted to buy on the West Coast, but that has proven to be extremely difficult. <laughs> it is. It is. Again, on self storage? On self storage, okay. right? So it's like I think Did I tag you on one yesterday? Yeah, it was too small. Thank you, though. Okay. Right. So it's just seven thousand. Just based off the purchase price, I thought it was. But again, you would need to know what they were renting for. Right. So we don't want to buy anything smaller than twenty thousand square feet. Okay. And this goes into if I'm going to do a deal, I might as well do a bigger deal and get it all over with because it's the same amount of effort, right? To do a big deal as it is, honestly, the small deals take more effort every time. They take more effort. To where okay, now we only have to go raise for that like three thirty five. We could go get a hard money lender or whatever. Let's say we go and make like a 1.5 or a $2 million purchase. I go raise still two to $500,000 in private money. It's only, I only have to talk to a couple more people. Yeah. Right. And sense. then I can accomplish something bigger. I hit the cash flow numbers that I want and cool. And that is how I approach that. But for our sub two stuff, me and Kyle had our criteria set and we turned down a deal from John Bustamante because we didn't look through it through the right lens. And John ended up selling it for like 70 grand. Mm. whatever you learn you learn but like so i'd tell you when you are going to buy something with sub two if we're looking at it we want to get a certain amount of cash flow and then a certain amount of return on the money that we raised just so it's worth our time because with that we were going to raise x amount of money we're only going to get x amount of cash flow and we're like oh man it doesn't make sense but we only look through it through a certain rent a certain lens to where if we would have hoteled it like bought it sub two and hoteled it Mass. It would have been a mass payday. Um, <clears throat> we um, let's see, can you guys talk about what made you both turn to real estate instead of football? Man, what the fuck you mean? I'm still a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, shoot, there's I don't know if there's enough time for that to be honest with you. Um, or maybe we recap it on another on another episode. Or I mean, I turned to real estate, bro, because like you. Go watch the NFL and see what those motherfuckers do. Yeah. I can't do that. And I had, you had to come to terms with like, I'm, it's over, dude. Mm-hmm. That's why I turned to real estate because there's the only thing else I could think of that would make me just as much money. Okay. Um, for me, honestly, uh, real estate came out of left field to be, to be, and that's just to be completely honest. Um, I never really thought about real estate like that. Um, I think at, at some point, maybe I, I considered getting a real estate license. Um, but when I was teaching, my I got my degree in criminology. So 
Uh, my ultimate goal was to go ahead and go into CHP. Um, and so throughout that time, I just kind of stumbled into teaching, um, fell in love with teaching, wasn't able to pass my CSETs, uh, which would allow me to continue to teach um, in order to finish getting my teaching credential, which you have to pass your CSET before you can take, I think, your fourth class in your credential program, which is wild because I was the top student in my class, the first three classes that I took in my credential program, but I couldn't even continue to pursue my teaching credential until I had passed a test that said that I knew enough information, even though I had been teaching for three years and I had a lot of that information already. Um, it was just the test is what it is. And I think once I started to um, figure out, I think I, I, I got angry, you know, um, in a sense, because it was a test that literally you talk about knowledge, stuff that you need to know from like the seventh grade level or eighth grade level to, you know, I was a special education. So it was 22 years of age. Like it was so much. Um, and you paid a hundred dollars a test and it was just, it just wasn't realistic to me. Nothing that I had ever studied in that translated to my three years of teaching experience. None of, none of that on that test. So then it's like, they never had the test before. And those are the teachers that we had. You know, and you got constantly you got the older teacher saying, man, if I would have had to take that test, there's no way in hell I would have been, been able to teach. Um, and then you just start really thinking about, like, why did I get into teaching? I got into teaching to change lives. You know, what I mean, you know that you're underpaid. I mean, I was a black male teaching special education, bro. I'm a, I was a diamond in a rough, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like they're not just out there like that. And so um, when I looked at what was really killing that for me, it was a test that we paid one hundred dollars to take each time you took it. And there's three, three subtests, three tests a part of that test and there's three subtests for each section. Mm -hmm. So there's three sections. So there's a total of nine tests total and you pay a hundred dollars every time you take one. And so I'm like, at that point it became a money thing because it's a state test. Yep. It doesn't give you better quality teachers. You know, it, it doesn't prove anything. And so once I felt like I was almost being hustled by the state in that it really wasn't about kids to me, it just, it was flawed for me. And I lost faith in, in our education system. Um, we have great teachers. We have great, uh, wonderful teachers, bro, honestly. And I just hate that our state uh, does what they do with the public education system. Um, and so once I got that, dude, it was really just I was on YouTube and they talked about generational wealth for uh, minorities. And they talked about how it's a vicious cycle for us and how we always we spend our whole lives accumulating debt. We die with debt and our kids never get a step forward. They, they same thing. We'd leave them with nothing. And it's just a vicious cycle. And so they brought up real estate, started talking about it. I started looking into it. Um, everyone that I had seen who I perceived was successful, they either made their money in real estate or they parked their money in real estate. And so to me, it made sense for me to at least explore it. And, and man, I started doing it and I was able to do everything that I loved in teaching in real estate. I mean, wholesaling, really, I was talking to Connie about this. Wholesaling is really the easiest way to get into real estate. Yeah, 100%. Like the easiest 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 way i mean in terms of barrier to entry yep i mean if you have a nine to five you can go buy a fourplex with a fha loan pretty easily mm -hmm. right but wholesaling at least is pretty easy and to should we tie this back into mentors yeah we got a little bit yeah if you guys want to find a mentor man number one i'd say most all of my friends are like my mentors in other ways and i think you can learn a lot from most people like mm -hmm. most people have so many different situations but you got to bring value you got to bring value in some way dude and like i don't do the work for me for free thing 
you're gonna invest a lot of time the people never show up like you you just gotta like go out and like hey what do you need done and then just do it and 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 then when the person sees you actually stick to it bro because i can't tell you how many people they're like oh let me work for you for free nothing ever comes from it bro yeah and then when they are done working for you for free they're just gonna take everything you do go start their own business and then you still have a gap in your business that needs to be filled how else would you say go find a men- how you can get a mentor kind of like i mean you reach out to someone that you that you kind of that you uh, respect their opinion um i think that's what i that's even what i did with you i mean we talked about me growing um, as a business owner and stuff like that. And not necessarily looking for a mentor, but looking for a group of people to to be around, right? A mastermind, stuff like that. And um, you understand, and obviously we're partners in, in a lot of stuff that we do. So you understand me as a person and kind of what my values are. Um, you're out there a whole lot more than I am. So you've networked with people who I haven't had a chance to network with. And so it's easier for you to be able to be like, you know, hey, I was with these folks over here. I know they have a mentorship. I think it fits great for what you do. And what that allows me to do is then to go do my own research and see if, you know, it, it works out. So for me, it would be it would be reaching out to people whose opinions uh, you trust and, and seeing what they think. And yeah. obviously you always want to verify for yourself. And like if you're newer, I think you just, you don't even need to really find a mentor. Again, like we said, ask all your questions on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Go to the meetups and then just, hey, I need help. And I have people sending me voice memos. And I'm like, hey, yeah, just do this. Yeah, just do this. Um, what was that? That was me. Oh. I didn't think it was going to uh, send the comment on every everyone. <laughs> um, but... You say you don't have to. So it, it, it kind of works out. And Max Maxwell has said it before when we talk about scaling and they say, you know, how do I know when I need a cold caller? How do I know when I need a lead manager? How do I know when I need a mentor? Right. And he always he always reverted it back to you'll know when you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so when we talk about a lead manager, when did I hire on my lead manager? I hired on my lead manager when it was just too many leads for me to be able to consistently uh, uh, keep my business moving forward. So at that point, it was a need. I had to hire them. When did I hire a data manager? Right. Again, that's not even out there yet. But when did I hire a data manager? When I realized that I was struggling to be organized in and keeping proper data and keeping my callers busy. And I didn't have this, the time or it wasn't important enough for me to sit there all night doing it because of my family. So at that point, it became a need. I had to hire someone to do so. So when do I need to hire a mentor? When you're at a place in your business where you're no longer growing, you feel like there's more there, but for some reason you can't tap into it. And you've been watching someone who you feel like is just killing it and they align perfectly with you and you want more and you got a little bit of money to spend. You know what? That's when you're ready to make that investment. I'm ready to grow. My business seems like it's doing fine, but you know what? I can't make over a million dollars a year for some reason. The last two years, I've only made a million dollars a year. I'm doing the same. I'm doing more work this year, but I'm still only making a million dollars this year. Well, fuck, how do I get to two million? How do I get to five million? Who's making five million? Okay, bro, how did you break that one million to five million? Um, you know, that ceiling. What what did you do? And typically it's nothing, nothing crazy. Bro, it's never you know what crazy. I mean. But That's how did, crazy. but but again, it's a barrier. You're stuck at a million dollars. Fuck, how do I get to five? Well, I need to talk to someone who got the five. Yep. How much is it gonna cost me? Thirty thousand dollars to get to five? Bro, you think about that. Fuck it. Think about that. You're going to take me from 1 million to 5 million. You're only going to charge me 30 grand. Easy. 
Light work, right? Bro, That's light how you work. Look at it, light work. And like, this isn't gonna be like someone. As you go, it's it's gonna be like a five minute conversation. Like, I legitimately with some of my mentors, it's just like a hey, I'm running into this. What should I do? And we have a five to ten minute conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, and it starts off like yeah, like really in depth, and then like they get to know you, and then like you borrow whatever they have as far as like mentality and everything else. But now, bro, it's like hey, dude. Just happen. What should I do? Oh, you got, you got, you got, you have the ability to text somebody, call someone, ask them any question that you want. Who's where you want to be? You and have access. You have access to a ten million, ten million dollar man, twenty million dollar man. And it's um, I just think the most amazing thing is, bro. Like most of this shit is so simple. Mm-hmm. Like everything they tell you is like, oh, it, yeah. <laughs> It's probably the same so. shit that Joe Blow told you. <laughs> same shit Joe Blow told you. But at the end of the day, now Joe Blow only it. got a hundred thousand dollars to his name. Yep. You know what I mean? So yeah, Joe, I believe it. But if you was doing it, you'd probably be a whole lot further. So now you got you pay this other man all this money, right? And he's a twenty million dollar man, and he's telling you the same shit Joe Blow was telling you. But you know what? Your shit has credibility to it. Never listen to anybody who's not making the amount of money you want to make, ever. Not your parents. Not your friends. Family, nobody, mm-hmm. because they're give. How are they going to give you advice based off their experience? Based off their experience, where the fuck are they? Not where you want to be, and probably not where you are. Like, and it's nothing personal, but you should not take advice from any of them. Yeah. Yes, when it comes to other things, when it comes to like you running a business and financial advice and everything else, mm-hmm. bro, they they're going to tell you that. But then, like, if they were doing it, yeah, where would they be? Where would they be? Right, if they were doing the shit they said. They would be farther than I would. I was talking to my boy um, out in Bakersfield, um, uh, Eli, right? And he had said some shit to me. He was like, you know, he was coming from Canada. He was born in Canada. And so uh, when he came to the U.S., obviously a bunch of opportunity. That's just how he see it. He's seen coming to the U.S. from Canada as a place like, you know what? I'm coming here to, to do big things, right? Going to college because that's the American dream, right? That's what they, they, that's what they tell you to do. He's like, so he was sitting in one of his math classes. You know, I'm not 100% sure what class it was in. And he had asked the teacher, how do you make a million dollars? And the teacher told him, if I knew how to make a million dollars, I wouldn't be sitting here. And he said, from that point, I, he's like, I, I left my books where they were at. I got up and I walked out the classroom. He's like, because I'm coming to school to become a millionaire. He was like, and if the professor that I have that's supposed to be teaching me or giving me all these traits and tools to be able to do that if he can't even tell me how to make a million dollars you know he could have simply said take a ten dollar product sell it this many times each month and you'll get a million dollars but he can't even tell me that yeah he was like so then why would i spend four years of my life here wasting time when i can go pay someone the amount of money you pay for college you can go pay somebody who actually have made a million dollars in a year and learn learn actually uh, actionable steps and get those tools to actually be able to do what you want to do. Well, and even bro, even like doctors and everybody else, like at point in time, they just go into business mm-hmm. because now their practice is a business and they still need help in business mm-hmm. scaling up their practice. Yep. Like it's all still the same shit. Yep. I bro, don't go to college, go pay someone. Like if you yep. find something that you want to do, I would pay for direct contact with someone who's in that industry. Side cramp. <laughs> I would pay for like that's all I would do. Like, hey, where are you at? What are you doing? Can you show me proof that this is being done? Yeah. All right. Awesome. 
Let's do it. 100%. And that person will get you farther than college ever will. 100%. There's depending, nothing depending in college. Depending on what you want to do, obviously. But like, what, what's college <laughs> going to show you? Yeah. Like, what did you learn in college that's helped you? Hmm? What did what did what did you learn in college that's helped you? To do shit I don't like to do. I, and I just truly don't think that helps you at all. I mean, it does. Delegate it. <laughs> yeah, hey, see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it taught you that stuff. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, you know, not much, to be honest with you. And, and, and I'm never sitting here to bash college, bro. Like, I get it. It's, it's purpose for everyone. You know, if you have no idea what the hell you want to do, bro, go to college. Go. You, you, to me, you just have to be intentional with what you're 100% trying to get. Be like, people say, you know, when, when most women, when they go to school, you know, school, if they want to go be a teacher, you wonder why they fly through school so fast. It's because they didn't spend their first two years doing the GE courses, um, trying to figure out what the fuck they wanted to do. They went to school knowing that they wanted to be a teacher. So what classes do I need to take to in order teacher. to get my credential in this? And they go straight through it. You know, if you're intentional with what the hell you want to do, then college is great because if you need a degree in order to do it, awesome. But don't waste two years of your life trying to figure out what you want to do. Bro, if that means graduating high school and not going straight to go co- go to college and actually go work, get your real estate license, go work in a brokerage, Shit, go learn travel. From Apple, go travel, go, you know, but most people, you know, their parents are like, hey, bro, you, you, you're going to be living in my house. Like, it's time for you to start um, contributing to, to Okay, society. go get a job and so go, go travel. go get a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go go do something in sales. Go do go go volunteer at a school. Like most parents probably won't say shit if you graduated high school. Well, I can't say most parents because most parents to them it's unproductive if you don't go to college. Like you're a screw up at that point, right? But if you're still doing something productive like you know what, mom, I'm going to graduate high school. There's nothing in school that I'm really going to learn based off of what I want to do. I'm going to go volunteer at school for the next two years. Go volunteer at a school for two years. You don't got to pay me. Like, mom, I'm not asking you to pay for anything. If I got to go get a side job, I'll go get a side job. But go do something in somewhere where your um, somewhere where your your interests are. And I think that's my why for my kids. I don't give a shit if they ever go to school after high school. My thought is that I should be able to take care of my kids for them to be able to make decisions based off of what they love to do. Yep. I want my kids to walk in their purpose. My son loves art. He loves dancing. He loves all that shit. If my son wants to move to LA when he graduates high school and fucking just dance for three years, I don't give a shit. Cause that's what he loves to do. And at some point he'll find a way to monetize it. Yep. You know what I mean? So, but he has to explore it in order to understand where the value in dancing is in order to monetize it. How is he ever going to monetize it? If he does it, if he hasn't even done it long enough, or, you know, spent a lot of time in it to realize what it takes to get really good at it. Mm-hmm. And then once people start complimenting that, right, well, shit, how can I provide this to someone else and actually charge them for it? You know, I want to allow my kids the ability to be able to explore their gifts. And then from that point, you know, learn to make money. Hell yeah. Because that's the easy part, right? Oh, yeah. What? The making the money part. Yeah. I mean, once you find out what you want to do. Yeah. I just and I still don't even like. I guess I like doing what I do. But, mm-hmm. Like I love doing a ton of other stuff, and this is just feeds what I want to do. Yeah. So that's just, that's my thought. You know, once you once you find something that you're passionate about, you're able to you'll find a way to make money from it, or people people will offer to pay you for it because when you love what you do, people feed off of that. People love it. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. just I can't. My job isn't to sell no one on anything. My job is just to give you all of me and for you to feel like, you know what, fuck that part of you, bro, this is worth some money. 
how much do you want for it? I love it, bro. Let's wrap it up on that. Uh, you have great. any other parting words? No, man, just shit. Find your gift, man. Walk in it. Find your gift. Provide value to others. Be a great person. <laughs> you know, that's what it all comes down to. Be a great person. Be a great friend. Be a great brother. It doesn't it doesn't always have to be reciprocated to you. I always tell people it doesn't matter how people treat you. It's how you treat people, because that's one thing that I refuse to. Um, that's something that can't be dictated. That's something I won't um, alter on. Right. Yep. It doesn't matter how you treat me. I will always treat people the way that they're supposed to be treated. And at some point, maybe someday they'll be like, damn, you were an ass to me or I was an ass to you for all these years. And you have been nothing but great to me. They'll, they'll realize it eventually. Won't they'll realize it eventually. And, or they'll phase out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, either or. It, it doesn't change how I treat people. Yeah. So I would say just be a great person, man. Treat people the way that they're supposed to be treated and just be, and, you know, be kind, man. My my words are always the same. Just don't give up. Mm-hmm. Just don't give up. You got this. Just don't give up. You have any. What, talk about mainline comps real quick. Mainline comps, right? Hey, yeah. If you guys uh, obviously. Some of you guys are in real estate. If you're looking to comp your deals, pull data, skip trace, all that good stuff, drive for dollars, send some postcards, right? There's a bunch of different places that you can do it on. Mine that I tend to use is Mainline Comps. That is PropStream. You'll get a seven-day free trial. You would just go to MainlineComps.com. Again, that's what will activate your seven-day free trial. And if you love it, man, let me know. Um, but yeah, that'd, that'd really be it. I still use it in my business. So, Hell yeah, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys all have a great day. Have a great week. Go out and kill it. We'll see you next week, baby. Thank you for tuning in to the Free Agent Real Estate Investing Podcast. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. If you would like to stay in touch with Stratton and myself, follow us on Instagram. And please be sure to subscribe to our Free Agent REI Podcast YouTube channel and give us a thumbs up. 